Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And we got a special guest today. Please welcome To from Beastly Code now, right? Yeah, OC. Beastly OC. OC yeah. Got it. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. Sorry, I was almost going to say Shift Beast to, for the throwback a little bit. We've but... been rebranded, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> kind of sounds like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to, you know, rebirth, right? Just rebirth it. Feels good. Feels good. <laughs> so yes. So Joe, tell us a little bit about a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Bro. I know. It's it's a deep question. Oh. It's a deep question. We're getting so deep right at the beginning of this. Dude, that is like the broadest question ever, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can we specify? And like okay, the first As Beastly Co or Beastly OC. Okay, so Beastly OC, I do a lot of like graphic designs and character illustrations. Um, I do a lot of fan art for like popular animes. Um, sometimes I'll do original characters and things like that. Um, and then I'll turn them into stickers to put on cars and you can put them on your laptops or any smooth surface. And then I'm expanding onto accessories like keychains and glasses cleaners. I have some air fresheners out and lanyards. Yes, awesome. And I know we both have plenty of your merch <laughs> from <laughs> over the years. I've yep. seen Manny's collection, his life savings. <laughs> <laughs> Those are indeed my life savings. Yeah. You know, normally for a lot of the people that listen to the podcast, their financial mistakes, they can at least drive them. What does that mean? <laughs> what does driving mean? Driving? Drive your... Fi- Oh. oh, I know. Blew your mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Manny, Manny's financial mistake is, is a whole fuck ton of stickers. <laughs> hey, 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 that's actually an investment. I don't know what you're talking about. Hold on. An investment means you're planning to get a return. It does grow over time. I mean, the collection grows, but he hasn't gotten anything in return. Just He's got to hold. He's got to hold. I'm going to hold. They, they oh, had it down. right. They to the moon. moon. <laughs> and don't forget, I sold like like a good chunk of my collection so I can buy the El Camino. This is true. I remember this. I remember this. So you're buying cars with your life savings? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, like I said, we both pl- have plenty of your merchandise from over the years. Like I alluded to in the beginning when you used to be Shift Beast. I'm not sure. Did you have a a previous name brand before that? No, that was the first one. And then I switched over because I felt like I just needed something new and more like fitting. Like, it, I don't know. It just feels more personal to me. And then I can like expand on like other things that I wanted to. So like what, what got you to choose Shift Beast in the beginning? Um, I feel like that was just the beginning of the whole like anime car culture thing, and it like um, represented the people I wanted to connect with. Mm-hmm. And it it went really well for a while, but I was feeling like I myself was straying from that. So I wanted to rebrand. So like I'm re-entering that community as you know myself at the current time. So from Shift Beast to Beastly, is that almost like putting a mustache on and coming back? I'm yeah, I'm putting on a mustache, a hat, gotta get me that pipe. Yep, I swear it's a different person. It's a new person. <laughs> okay, when did you start Shift Beast back in the day? So I started it in March 2016. Um, that's like around the beginning of it. And there were a few people out there making stickers at the time. And um, some friends suggested that I start Um, because they thought I'd be good at it and then so I did start and it really kicked off well and I enjoyed 
you know, designing. But then the part that I enjoyed the most was connecting with people who loved anime and loved cars. And it was finally like people coming together to do something great. And there was a sense of like, I don't know, like socialization, connecting with humans. It was it was really nice. Yeah, I, I can definitely get that where you're coming from. No, yeah, and I think like probably like the perfect settings was like always at like the OG days of like Otaku Thursdays and maybe Sugoi Saturday as well. I remember like you had like some like special stickers that you only if you went to Otaku Thursdays you would get. I think there was like a Boba Pikachu with like some special oh, yeah. laminate on it. Yeah, it was like um, I only made I think twenty five of each color, and it was specially made. It was like oh for Taco Thursdays only, and it would be for like the first few people that found me and picked it up. I was pissed I did not go that day. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, is that in your investment collection? No, no. <laughs> oh man, fucking up already, Manny. <laughs> okay, very cool. Yeah, I can totally get where you're coming from, especially with the finding that community because it's kind of like for us, like. It's almost taking two things we're interested and passionate about and then finding the community that's all about both. You know what I mean? Yeah. And back then it was a little harder, I guess, because like you wouldn't know who is into it or who's not. But now like we have a physical representation where we can put it on our cards and, or we can wear the clothing or the lanyards and someone would be like, oh, that's one of us. We can talk to them. <laughs> like we, we have a chance at one making friends, us. you know? One <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, they're definitely way more out there now. There's a lot more, and, like, it feels comfortable. Like, it's almost like you're at home knowing that there's other people like you out there. Absolutely. I'm going to throw a question that we discussed last week to her. Cause oh, I already know exactly what question you were going to say. What's the question? So, so now that you we've just said, like, it's just so more open out there, and you just feel more comfortable and everything, what is your opinion on this question, and I... And I Hope it's not too broad for you, but do you think anime has become too mainstream now? So what do you mean by mainstream? We kind of had like a discussion, like it's just like you just see it just be more open everywhere. There are some people that have actually complained like that they were bullied for liking anime in high school. And now all the people that bullied him, bullied them is now into anime, whereas like they were just looked at the wrong way. Oh, okay, okay. So now that it's more open and it's more accepted, right. most, some people think it's just like too mainstream, like it's just too normal now. Okay, so I kind of see where you're coming from and where other people are coming from with that. And I totally get the feeling like, oh, I like this thing so much and I want to show people. And when I did, like they shut me down or they made fun of me, right? And that's obviously a painful experience. So I'm sure they want it. Like, it comes from a place of wanting to protect, mm -hmm. like, what you originally have. But now that it's, like, mainstream where a lot of people like it and um, they're getting into it, I think that's a great opportunity to connect with them and really show them what it's about and make a community even bigger rather than, like, gatekeeping, that kind of thing. Exactly. We, we both decided that, uh, no. Uh, I forgot what your reason was. My reason was more, you know, it's kind of like, my reasoning for shopping local mm -hmm. as far as like my car stuff is like support those that support your hobby kind of thing. And it's kind of like if it gets bigger, all it's going to mean is that we're going to have more access and availability to get it out here. If we want to see, you know, remember how hard it was to see 
um, anime movies in theaters. Now you can see it anytime you want. Yeah, now it's like, oh, Netflix is bringing it. Oh, Hulu has it. Oh, the every other theater in every city has it like <laughs> yeah did you see the thing for sword art so at first um in cerritos they were only showing it for two days mm-hmm. and then a lot of people were going so they expanded it to like every weekend and then it was almost like every day and people could just keep going yeah and, and that's what i mean like i get it, the whole uh this has like always been my thing that made you know my interests unique and i i totally get that but the bigger it grows, the more availability and access we're going to yeah, get. Yeah, and it gets even better. Like, there's more merchandise, more options. Like, it's just yeah. good. And I mean, we know when we say anime is always very broad, you know? But we all know that you can take such a deep dive into it and end up in, like, drama, horror, comedy, action, you know, fantasy, adventure, whatever, different genres in anime. Spice of life, romantic comedies, all that stuff. Yeah, and exactly. And that's, that's kind of ties into my reason why I will also say no, is because, yes, anime has grown so big, but mainly because the people are watching all the big name stuff, and yet there's still that small, big portion of anime that all the people that listen, watch the mainstream stuff don't know about. And that's also one of my reasons why I would say no, it's not mainstream, because they haven't seen the full scale of it. I think with all those different genres, it's a lot, um, and it makes it, like, a little bit for everyone. And then on top of that, that's, like, more opportunity to, like, get people into the other parts of anime, not just the, like, basic big brand stuff. And then once people are getting into that, that's more opportunity to, like, expand, get more merch, like, get more shows, things like that. Absolutely, yeah, and that's <clears throat> excuse me. That's exactly was my reasoning for it too. So I'm glad to see it. I mean, I'm sure at a certain point, you know, the bubble gets too too big, and then you know, incels penetrate, and <laughs> we start getting some really really bad communities in it. I mean, we kind of already do sometimes. Yeah, I know, but it's not that bad right now. So I'm all for it growing. I I say let it grow, let it keep coming because. Business wise and money wise, the only way we're gonna keep, you know, Japan sending anything over here <laughs> is if we got a good market for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely agree with that. So now since you're like a sticker vendor or anything, what would you say is like your what was your first big event? So my first big event was Otaku Thursdays. It was like one of those ones that was started earlier. But it shut down after a couple of years. Yes. Yeah. That was the Irvine one? Yeah, the Irvine one. I think, was it at the Boba place? Uh, it was, uh, having a blank on the name again. Boba Express? No, no, no. It was, Leo, do you remember? Quickly. The, quickly, there you go. Quickly? quickly. Oh, yeah, quickly, yes. yeah. We, we do have uh, Leo on the casting couch today. I'm not sure if we mentioned that, but he uh, <laughs> He, he gave me a nice whisper in my ear right now. <laughs> yes, yes, it was quickly. It was quickly. And then, like, the parking lot was really big. It stretched far back. There were, like, surrounding warehouses. So, like, you didn't get any disturbances from the street. It was just kind of like an enclosed space for us to just do our thing. Yeah, and they were supportive of it because everybody went in there to get, like, boba or... I would always get those uh, 
spicy popcorn chickens. Oh, hell yeah. I, that's I love so good. those. Oh, yeah. And then they even had the um, pexiglass wall where all the vendors were sticking, putting yeah. stickers up on there. They had the waffles and stuff. And then they had tables where like vendors would stick up. My favorite one is the Hot Wheels guy. <laughs> it was always such a treat to see what he had. There was, there was always a drama between the sticker vendors and the Hot Wheels guys. Wait, why? Because the Hot Wheels guys would always get there super early to take up all the tables and not leave anything for the actual sticker vendors. Mm, but they've been there a long time, right? I know. Before. That's, that's a weird thing. Gotcha. I feel like it was really good for the boba business, though, because people were going and like lots of people throughout the night. It was like the nonstop line. Yeah, I do remember they were trying to bring back Otaku Thursdays at Irvine. But I guess from what I've heard, Quickly's did get new ownership and they changed the hours of operation so they weren't open late as night as they used to be. Mm, that makes sense. That's a bummer though. It was a great event. Yeah, because I think the first time it shut down was because of the uh, BMW meets, right? Yeah, there was some something going on with the, going on with the BMW meets. Burnouts or trash or something like that. Really? Yeah, they. I think they left the parking lot trashed and some people burning out out of there and stuff. I don't and know. The owner got really upset and just said, nobody, nobody. That's and then bummer. later on is when they were like doing renovations to the entire quickly. So for quite a few weeks, we didn't see any Otaku Thursdays going on. And it just kind of died even a little bit more with that. That's sad. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's the same guy that organizes it, but somebody else does the Otaku Thursdays now. Like no, between... it's the same guy. Oh, it is the same guy. Yeah, oh, same. okay. Okay. So it's revived. Uh, in the same he, spot? Well, he does Taco Thursdays with uh, Kawhi Motorsports. Kawhi Motorsports. Okay. They've been pushing out a ton, a ton of Tasha wraps. That's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely cool. Uh, they do, I think they rotate it sometimes, right? Because I know they do it in Chino and then they do it somewhere else in Orange County. I think they stopped in Chino, right, Leo? Oh, did they? Oh. oh, they stopped them both? None? Oh, no, they do it at their warehouse now because they have a physical location for their shop now. Oh, congrats, oh. dude. Heck yeah, that's awesome. All right, well, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that you don't vend at that one. You're always super busy at all the all the events going on. Oh, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I overstuffed my schedule. <laughs> I'm up to my throat. I mean, that's not a bad thing, though. I, I, I'm trying to, like, do a work-life balance, you know? I want to be healthy, take care of myself okay. while working, you know? True. I get that. I get that, definitely. I'm sure at a certain point, even if it is something you enjoy, enjoy being around, it is still work. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, 12-hour days sometimes, and oh, you're, wow. like, walking on concrete, and then you're socializing, too, and... It's nice to have conversations with people, but it also costs a lot of like social emotional energy and I need to recharge like throughout the week. I get that. Yeah. I don't think I could talk to people for very often. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my job literally consists of me with headphones on at my computer. So it's a solo job for the most part. For the most part. I have very, very minimal interactions, even with my coworkers. Can we switch? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, li I like my little closed-off thing. <laughs> Me too. Okay. So, you do uh, anime conventions, though, too. Yeah, I do do anime conventions. What was your first one? What was my first one? Oh, that's a veteran for you. Just like straight up like, damn, I don't even know. It's, it's been a while. It's been many years. So I can't keep track of what's my first one. But like I can give you like kind of 
like a general idea of how the order of events throughout well, the year. How about what was it like? Kind of going from, you know, because I'm assuming you started at like the Otaku Thursday kind of style, oh, right? Oh, so you want me to like talk about the, the contrast between yeah, the Yeah, I guess kind of like you came from where we had these little car meets with just our local people. And then all of a sudden you're going into conventions and artist alleys and stuff like that, you know? Oh, okay, cool. So so the whole anime events back in the day, um, it's like... I was walking around with a shoebox full of stickers, peddling my stuff, like, hey, you want anime stickers? Like, <laughs> just opened in my coat. Yeah, trench coat. Oh, okay, yeah, the <laughs> trench coat. Yeah, coat. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, we're in parking lots with lighting, but it's like, are we allowed there or are we not? Are we going to get kicked out or are we not? Be ready to pack up the folding table and yeah, go. Just, <laughs> that actually I'm happened. not doing anything here. <laughs> that actually happened once. Really? Where? It was at the old location for Sugoi Saturday. Sugoi Saturday. Um, at the old Schwa warehouse, the yes. first one. Yes. Uh, so in you know how like their front of their shop was actually facing the street. Yeah. So all the vendors were right there, lined up with their cars in the parking lot on the side, and a suburban decides to pull up with the full cage outside cage in the front, the lights like the the put on the side mirrors for like police cars and everything, blacked out tent, no license plate, and all that stuff. And so, next, you know, you just see all the vendors scrambling because they thought it was a cop. Oh, my God. <laughs> Put away the drugs. Oh, no, not drugs. Stickers, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure they're not drugs, too? <laughs> okay, that's crazy. But, yes, you were, you were peddling drug dealing. Yeah, peddling out there. <laughs> out and in them streets. Like, at the time, it was, like, cash only. Um and then I was invited to go split tables or split booths at a convention. So I started doing that um, in addition. And it's a little different because you pay for the venue. Um, at, at the car meet ones, you would not pay. You just kind of show up and be like, hey, what's up? But at the conventions, you pay for your spot. Um, and then you get helpers if you need it. And then you go park, you set up early in the morning, like an hour or two before the convention starts, and then you, you wait for people to roll in, and then you work for the day, but if you don't have helpers, you don't get to eat. <laughs> Ooh, joy. Yeah, it's so busy, and if you need to leave, you'll probably lose a bunch of sales, and you wouldn't want that because you paid for the venue, so it's kind of like this yeah. weird cycle. You got to make sure you sell enough to offset and make it worth your day. Pretty and... much, yeah, so you have to like balance that, and then on top of that, there are a bunch of amazing artists in the hall and a bunch of exhibitors, so when you're walking on your way to the bathroom or to the food, you're like, I need that. I need that and that and that. I need all of it. <laughs> I'm not here to make money. I'm here to buy. <laughs> that changed real quick. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of have to cover your eyes when you're walking through the hallway. Okay. Okay. Um, aside from that, there's also like a lot of rules um, depending on like the convention center. Sometimes they don't let you bring in food. They don't let you bring dollies. You have to hand carry things. And it's just hard to keep track of all of it while like i guess thinking about your setup and how you do things and adjusting to each one um and then there's like breakdown times sometimes you have to wait for the guys with the pitchforks to come take your shit to your car and sometimes it can take hours because they will you signed a contract oh wow yeah that's stressful <laughs> sounds a little stressful it is but it's a lot a lot of fun because you meet so many different people and they're just there to share the love for anime and it's just worth it. Yeah, that's true. Especially like in the artist alley because 
it's kind of like fans selling to fans and it's just a whole network of just fans it's not really like at a whole established like in the exhibitor hall a lot of times you can tell it's kind of like yeah i make money off this shit so <laughs> yeah some of them um it's kind of like that but i think in the end like everyone has some level of interest for it yeah yeah that's true but yeah that's great okay any like like what would you say is your mem- most memorable moment even if it wasn't vending or during vending at like conventions especially hmm Stuff that I remember really well are probably cosplayers when they walk by and you like their cosplay and you take a photo with them. It's such an exciting moment to connect and like take a photo to remember. Um, Or if they see like a sticker that you've made and they really, really liked it and you're just celebrating the character together. Um, hmm. The other ones is like when I see someone with like a cool pin or something, I'm like, hey, that's a cool pin. And they're like, you like it, you can have it. It's just that like level of like friendship with a stranger and like the kindness with a stranger. That's really awesome. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely, definitely true. Especially like uh, one that kind of caught me when you said that was like you connect over a character from a sticker you made or something. Yeah. Especially when you make characters that aren't like the number one hot like <laughs> oh yeah main main waifu or whatever going on at the moment you know what i mean and you have zero somebody. two <laughs> i'm not naming any names <laughs> they're fictional characters you i'm not know? i'm not saying that me and my wife had a ball just counting how many cosplayers of zero two we saw in one day <laughs> we're at Anima good. every everyone was tanjiro or they were like nezco okay yeah, those are the two most popular right now. Yeah, it was hard to see other things. Oh, that's the sign for closer to the mic. Closer to the mic. Not there quiet. you go. Yes. Okay, I was like more <laughs> quiet. <laughs> um, it was ni- It's nice to see other things. It's kind of refreshing. And then sometimes when people like a character that's not mainstream, they put in so much freaking effort for it, and it looks great. Definitely, definitely. So speaking of like cosplayers and stuff, do you sometimes also cosplay when you're vending? No, I don't cosplay. Um, I've always wanted to participate in the costume making part, but not for me to wear. For someone else to wear. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy the activity and learning. Yeah. That's my favorite part. A creator through and through. Right? <laughs> yeah. You can always create something for Leo. Oh, Leo would look so good. He'd be like the best model. <laughs> you could be my brand spokesman spokeswoman <laughs> I mean it is beastly so <laughs> no, um, I mean I've seen other like vendors like actually contract other cosplayers to help at their booth have you ever thought about that or have you done it you mean booth babes yeah there you go so for a long time, I've seen it happen, and I didn't really understand what booth babes were for. And I was like, no, it does not pull in guests. That, no. And then I, I just kept watching it, and I was like, wait, it, it actually does. Maybe I should consider having a booth babe. <laughs> <laughs> it gives that. you a reason to create a cosplay. Yeah, then they can wear it. Yeah. <laughs> you up for it, Leo, being the booth babe? <laughs> I would. 
But yeah, I mean, booth babes are kind of across the board always kind of a thing. Even in like strictly car side, you go to car shows and vendors will have booth babes to take pictures and they're selling tires or something though, but you know? Really? I don't know. I'm still in denial about it working. Does it really work? I mean, now I wouldn't know if it generates sales, but it generates a crowd. And maybe oh. the theory is is that it generates the crowd to bring people that direction. And then potential people who would have bought from you regardless, at least they finally see it. Oh, it's kind of like an advertisement sign. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's just to get them, get eyeballs on your stuff. So All like maybe right. the people wouldn't have, they would buy from you, but they wouldn't have saw you regularly. Oh. But now the booth babes attracted them over and now they saw your stuff and it's like, oh crap, that's awesome. I'm going to pick driver. up some sticker. Yeah. yeah especially, especially if they have like a following too on social media, they'll be like, oh, check me out. I'm at this booth and everything. Oh, that's cool. I've seen a lot of like uh, mean greets and then um, signings too. And it seems like it does generate quite a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. It, it works. <laughs> I'd say it definitely <laughs> <All> works. <right. laughs> nice to know. So what's the farthest you've gone to vend? The farthest I've gone is probably Texas for oh. Anime Matsuri. Oh, damn. Yeah, it was the first time I went there, I think 2019. Um, it was one grand hallway. The vendors were in the same hallway as the artist. And there's actually food there. It was lit. Oh, nice. That's a quick food and back kind of thing kind of yeah so it was easier to get fed but it's also like premium prices it was like 12 dollars for a pretzel bro Woo. i mean yeah that's it's cons <laughs> yeah and it was like 30 dollars for like the soda with the kettle and i guess you can reuse it but i don't know that's a lot of money yeah yeah i mean some of them are nicer than others in that spec like uh ah, crap man maybe you can remember the the convention it's that really small one at the pomona fairplex anime impulse yes that one Dude, i love that one since it was connected to that food festival yes that's exactly <laughs> what i was gonna say that's my favorite one of all time 10 out of 10 would come back yeah it's it's not a big convention it's very small and it shares it with the uh asian american expo i think is what that site is right asian american expo and blush con yeah, yeah. Blushcon, yeah. if you want to do home goods or like makeup. Yeah, yeah. And then they have just this section of just food. <laughs> yeah, food on food. Like they have a lot of new foods that they're debuting, um, things that they're trying to get into the supermarket, and then things that have been around for a long time. So it's a great mix. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's not like ridiculous, ridiculous expensive. No, it's not. It's actually really cheap. Like, no, it's actually really cheap because you can get a whole meal for like eight bucks. If you want more, like get into the 15s, the 20s, but it's like really good. There's a variety like they have these egg pancakes. They have skewers. They have boba, all kinds of things that you would want to eat. Those, I, I spent most of the time at the skewers. <laughs> yeah. The, the fish, the fried fish t uh, with like Nutella filling and... Oh, the taiyaki? Oh. Yeah. Those are so good. They Dude. had beef pancakes too and then like tofu pudding. Oh, so good. Beef jerky. Not at the actual like food truck area and I stuff. it's in the convention center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In one yeah. of the conventions, they have like the actual beef jerky. And I think... Oh, what did I buy? Like four pounds, I think. Dude, they're so good. <laughs> yeah. 
they actually tried to kill John Tiger Itasha there. What What do you mean? <laughs> they were always giving out like free samples to people, so they gave out a sample to uh, John uh, Tiger Itasha, and he told him, "Does it have nuts?" It's like, "No." It's like, "Yes, it has nuts." Okay, I can't eat this because I'm allergic to nuts. It's like, "Oh no, no, it doesn't have nuts." It's like, "It's like you just told me it has nuts." No, it doesn't have nuts. Like, it doesn't have it now. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are, are you trying to kill me? <laughs> They probably just wanted to see him puff for a bit. Oh! <laughs> like, we make a sale right now. Yeah, that and then um, there was some noodles, like uh, ramen noodles. Mm. And they were in a package, and I I have the picture of the brand somewhere because they were so fucking good. <laughs> was it like in the convention center? Was it was like in the convention center. Dude, we bought like a like ton of them. It was two bucks for like a six pack or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. bought like a ton of them <laughs> you can barter with them too it's like they were selling these whole boxes of cookies for two bucks but if you buy enough they'll like chop off some dollar signs yeah it, it was a swap meet oh yeah <laughs> it, it was, was like a swap meet for sure yeah. yeah pretty much is it's like that convention without expensive food yeah yeah i i honestly super enjoy that one um it does smell really bad towards like the end of the day though like it, the trash cans get filled up and, and then also all that mix of food cooking just creates that really gnarly oh, yeah, smell food trash yeah yeah but overall i fucking love that one <laughs> and it's so cheap right to get in it's like 20 bucks for the weekend right or a day i, I think, think it, it was for the weekend was it the weekend i think so i, I just remember it's super cheap every That's time we go bad. how do they even make money by sheer like quantities of guests entering i mean that or the other conventions are just really shafting us <laughs> oh well that is a possibility <laughs> Well, I think it's also because it's like f- like three cons all together, so they pretty much just share the expense with each other where they don't have to spend so much money to be there. Oh, true. And then like everyone with a booth has to pay. But then like our yeah, booth I mean, the, and the table doesn't cost that much at that convention. It's actually really cheap. Okay. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe there's just something that it truly is kind of like nonprofit, no huge I don't know. I feel going, like they you know? have a profit. They must, right? Well, I think they have a profit to the point of paying executives. Hmm. And some people take advantage of that. And that's kind of like a big thing with a lot of, um, uh, what is it, 501 3Cs or whatever. I forget the exact tax code. But basically, it's the charity tax code where they're nonprofit organizations. I think it's 301. I'm not too sure. It's with a five. Okay. But um, basically, they could classify as nonprofit, but they could say, yeah, but I work 40 hours, so oh, you pay still themselves? pay themselves. Oh. And they're like, yeah, I'd make 100-something thousand a year, <laughs> whatever, you know? So maybe just the bigger cons have a bit more executives to pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if As long as the organization doesn't make profit, it could still be classed as nonprofit. Yeah. That is such a weird way to go around it oh there's a lot of those (laughs) all right time for me to be a (laughs) non-profit there you go (laughs) so it'll have to be some kind of thing we can do a charity for like donating deodorant to weebs and (laughs) yes okay so this is a cool thing Um, i'm going to gen con in indiana um, around the middle of september and they sent the badge in the mail yay for organization sending it early but on the back of the badge, it says, play nice, make friends, and be clean. Like, like it says, um, don't forget to shower. Bro, Eat, sleep, really? Shower. That's For amazing. Real. 
Oh, please take a picture of that and send it to us. <laughs> I will. <laughs> because we we always talk about this situation where like just weebs in general just pretty just dirty and nasty sometimes. Oh. I mean, I think in any group of people, you get enough people in a big group, there's going to be some dirty mofos in the mix. You know what I mean? <laughs> the con funk. But it's just funny to make that the stigma and kind of, you know, just poke at it every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, our buddy Rob, you know, he was, a, he was a part of a card shop for a while in Rancho. And when I went to visit him, I busted up laughing because in the middle of his card shop, he had one, or I'm sorry, by one of the display cases... He had some shelves with spray deodorant for sale. And I was like, dude, please tell me, please tell me this is a joke or is this like real? Do you guys actually sell? It? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sold it there. <laughs> yeah, he, he, Did people actually buy it there? I don't, I don't know. I should have followed up with the more questions, but I just couldn't stop laughing that he had to sell deodorant oh at his God. card shop. And I was uh, like, That's He amazing. also did say it's actually really a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. This is great. Yeah, I had to be stuck at a concert with a dude that smelled like a homeless person. Oh, my god! It sucked. Sorry for your nostrils. Uh, yeah, they, they, they lived. <laughs> <laughs> they had to go to therapy first. <laughs> More like rehab. I mean, yeah, something like that. <laughs> so this one coming up in Indiana, that'll be your new furthest one then, right? Um, yeah, but this time I'm going to go as a guest instead of a vendor. Because um, I've gone to conventions for many years as just a vendor. And it, I want a different perspective. So just going in, going to have fun, you know, relaxing, taking a break. And then Gen Con's really cool because it's like a board game convention. They're showing off a lot of new prototypes, um, a lot of games that are already established. And then you just sign up for it and you get tickets and you go play with them. It's like a four-day con that oh, runs until awesome. like in the AMs. <clears throat> that's awesome. Yeah. So what kind of board games? What kind of board? There's like so many now indie board games. It's not Monopoly or Life. But no. Like <laughs> 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 and it's not like, okay, Settlers of Catan is pretty common now. But there's a lot like, um, God, there's so many. And like sheriffs of Nottingham, where you negotiate for goods um, so that the the officer doesn't steal your shit, kind of thing. Um, what else? There's like a lot of battleship ones where you build it. There's a lot of like gem collecting ones. Um, it's just something fun for everyone. Very cool. All right. I know. <laughs> like I know I've mentioned it a couple times. I've been wanting to get my buddy uh, Rob to. Dungeon Master for us and us start playing D&D. &D. Dude, D&D &D is a commitment, though. I know it is. The more I look and read about it, I was like, God damn, we'd have to really be serious about Dude, this. But the cool thing about Gen Con is they have a Dungeon Master to do like a themed like Dungeons & Dragons game. Oh, wow. So you sign up and you play it. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like from what I read on it, to really do it, you need to have a really good Dungeon Master. That's what makes it more fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's awesome. I, I know that there's like a lot of indie board games and I've been wanting to try out too, but you know, it's kind of like when you, for me at least, I always try to like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Yeah. And then I have like 20 different things I want to do and 
Dude, there's so many ways you can go about it. Like, you don't have to commit to buying the games, but they have a lot of places where you can go with your friends and, like, rent time and just play the board games there. Or, like, at Gen Con, you hop in with other like-minded people willing to play games, and they bring new games, old games, and then even escape rooms, too, if you're down for those. I have not tried an escape room yet. What? You need to go. You're missing out. There's so many good ones. Really? I've yeah. played video games for like escape rooms and stuff, but I've never actually done one in real life. Dude, you have to do a real one. There's one like down the street from my job, I think. For real? Yeah. What is it called? <laughs> I don't remember. I just remember driving by because mm-hmm. it's really close to the in and out right there. <laughs> okay. Off of uh, La Palma and Imperial Highway. Yeah, there's a lot now, actually, and each one's like a different theme, so you just pick one that you're interested in. Yeah. I know they like, I think they have one in Little Tokyo, no? Do they? I'm sure they do. I feel like they change the theme on that one every now and then. I don't remember. So are we making a weeb escape room? We're introducing weebs into escape rooms. Nice. All right. All right. It's going to smell in there. No, they actually have <laughs> escape <room. laughs> Oh, no. Gonna- hey, we'll do like a, we'll make it look like a super hardcore weeb room, like in a basement kind of thing. And then basement. we'll put, <laughs> yeah, it'll be like a basement, like, you know, stuck, incels stuck in their basement. We'll put a giant poster of uh, Leo in a, in a maid costume. <laughs> or just have like a, some sort of screen, uh, screen where it just looks like he's drowning in there, so they have to save him. We have to save our waifu. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's one I've been in, definitely really interested in trying out. I just I haven't tried it out yet. All right. Well, inviting you out, all of y'all out. Let's do it down. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, like, since we're all anime fans and everything, um, what was the one anime that just got you into it? The one? I don't think there was, like, one anime exactly. It was a lot during, like, a certain period of time. Mm -hmm. So, um, I spent a lot of time just on the computer by myself. So, I went and watched a lot of things like Dot Hack or Digimon, um, Pokemon. There was Sailor Moon. There was, like, Dragon Ball Z for the basic ones. Um, And then there was, like... Tokyo Mew Mew, you know, things that are just, like, on TV at the time. Um, what else? What's the one with the samurai? Samurai Shampoo? Samurai yep. Shampoo or, like, the like the hip-hop style and everything? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yes. And yeah. Gundams, too. Um, but I feel like those were, like, the real beginning of everything. Yeah, the Toonamis. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything that was on Toonami, basically, or, like, Fox. Yeah, we were all the fucking... Kids fucking wait, staying up late at night just to watch that. And what is this weird cartoons? Yeah, dude, I did not understand the cartoons at the time, and I watched it now as an adult. It's still good. Yeah, I like it. yeah, it's still good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's awesome. And then, uh, because it's kind of like both into it, you also got yourself a little sports car that's in the weeb category i feel like the, the the car is in the weeb category sir it is a box on wheels <laughs> so that's a leo i mean it's a boxer <laughs> engine <laughs> it's the thing that you sign your soul away you sign your wallet away yes but you drive the wrx yeah i do and did the anime community 
push towards or help influence some of the decision or how did that come about? Okay, now I know a lot of people start with initial D and that's great because I watched it. It's cool. But actually, I was into cars before that because my dad's a mechanic. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he showed me some stuff and I was interested from that. And I actually didn't watch Initial D until like 2016 when everyone was asking me to watch it. Sounds about oh, right. Yeah, sounds about right for me too, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very cool. So what made you choose the WRX? Okay. So... I kind of always liked the way it looked, so I wanted actually the previous generation. But by the time I got enough money to buy one, it's like they're old and they've been molested, and I don't want. Oh, that. I mean, they definitely get molested. Yes. Yeah, and then the people <laughs> who really care for it, they don't want to let it go. They're just hanging on to it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, my only choice is if I get a WRX is to buy it from the dealership. But I was actually trying to choose a. I had wanted the Corvette C6, and um, I needed a car to commute to school. So I had a Honda Accord 2015 at the time, and I was really bored of it. So the WRX was right in the middle um, in regards to price point and then like ma- maintenance, repairs, things like that. So And it could fit my art projects in it, because I don't think I could do that in the Corvette. I saw another <laughs> kid do it at school, and I was like, nah, I- I'm not going to live that life. <laughs> I mean, four doors is practical. Four doors is better. And then sleeping in the Derricks is kind of comfortable because I went to Art Center in Pasadena. And so I'd have to go up there at like five in the morning, but classes don't start until eight. So I'd be sleeping in my car for like an hour. And then after school, I would sleep in there for like an hour or two so traffic can die down before I got home. Oh, damn. Yeah, that'd be rough in a Corvette. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Very true. All right, very cool. It is the best color too. I, I love, love that blue. blue. Yeah, so I love good. it. It gets me every time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> now, do you still want the Corvette though? I still want the Corvette, but but I'm ready for my Prius. I'm going to be old and I'm going to be old <laughs> and I'm going to save gas. <laughs> So practical. <laughs> Dude, the Denver X is rough. So I, I had it for a while and it was good for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden, the rickety bones kicked in. I was like, God damn it. So this is how it feels to be old. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. She actually had to give me pain medication for my back when I was helping her at the convention. Wait, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's over there shivering like, Ugh. <laughs> back y'all jeez yeah i mean I, I could definitely see that i don't know if the corvette will help that later on but i mean a lot of old people do drive it i mean i feel like it's a comfy car it's not that bad all right but if it can be more comfy i'd rather a more comfy car very true very true <laughs> all right so like with your brand as beastly.co what future plans do you have for it? You know, I don't know exactly. Um, or where do you see yourself <clears throat> later on with it as well? Where I was going at first, um, when I first started, I was doing stuff that I liked, right? Um, but then I had a lot of pressure from other people to make animes that they liked. And I was doing that for a while, and that was fine. But at the same time, my motivation was going down because I was doing things that weren't exactly um, inspiring or motivating for me. So I guess I got lost for a while. 
And I'm just making my way back into doing what I want to do, what I'm really passionate about. So that's what I'm seeing right now. That's awesome. Heck yeah, definitely. And is this something like, uh, I guess, going to see where the brand takes you? Or do you have like a, a plan to go, okay, once I reach this point, I think that's when I'm going to stop and try something else? Oh, okay. So I don't have like a solid plan like that step by step, but it's kind of like I'm trying one thing right now. And then when I get to that point, that's when I feel like things fall into place right and then i'll yeah. see like different opportunities where i can put my fit into it and, like try it out and expand um but i feel like it's kind of a exploration process very okay. cool yeah okay. definitely okay not bad and um you got to actually drive our simulator <laughs> oh yeah dude that shit was hard <laughs> so i don't know if anybody remembers that's listening but Many moons ago. <laughs> many moons ago, yes. Many moons ago, we, we talked about doing kind of a benchmark simulator rig for a guest to come on and, and try out. So we decided to mix up our initial D vibes <laughs> <laughs> with our local track vibes. So it is a A86 that is tuned on the CW13 with Assetto Corsa. Everybody uses the same car. The same settings, uh, the same controls, same track, same everything to run lap time. So you set the benchmark as our first guest time. Yeah, I got two minutes, 34 seconds. Yes. Uh, but it was super wild. Like I was in the tofu car and we're going. <laughs> <laughs> and and you ruined like, the tofu a lot of times. Oh, I, I spun out, you know, got real close to hitting those tires, but we got back on track. I think I saw you go through the tires. No, really. <laughs> I did not. I totally didn't. But um, yeah, going through the track, and I didn't believe everyone when they said you have to kind of stomp on the brakes really hard. So I was just gently pressing the brakes and spinning out off to the <laughs> side. <laughs> but you got it. You went from like a three minute, 10 seconds. No, I'm pretty sure like the first lap was like five, man. Oh, I'm not counting that one. That wasn't even a oh, lap. They don't I, count. Yeah, you, you yeeted yourself out of into a whole other thing. Like, <laughs> I yeeted myself backwards. But yeah, you went from like over three minutes and dropped all the way down to three to two thirty four. Yeah, I cut it close to Manny. He got two twenty. Yeah, yeah, he definitely got close. Heck yeah! So congratulations on the first benchmark time. Thanks, my guy. Yeah, we'll see who the next guest is and if they're able to beat it. Lit. So yeah, that that's I wanted to say congratulations on the first benchmark. That's Thank awesome. <laughs> so hopefully we can uh, keep these going and we'll have a whole little tracking list. It'll be awesome. And uh, if we call you back for another guest appearance, you can beat that time out. Hell yeah! Thanks for having me. <laughs> a bit, a bit. Leo feels lonely. Sorry, Leo. Yeah, left, we left you out. out. Should we talk about Leo's time? Well, Leo did try it out. Yeah, and I mean Leo was a guest in the past. So, I guess we do record it, right? We record it. Okay. So, Leo came in with a 2 minutes, 16 seconds. He thought he'd beat Tony. <laughs> oh, he, he was so excited because he turned to me like, Tony, I'm done. And I was like, okay, cool. 
<laughs> but he, he turned around like like he did something. I was like, all right, cool. What? what? <laughs> and he looked at the board. He's like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Leo came in at a 216. So we will keep his, his uh, time up there since he was a guest previously. Multiple times. But we'll still say that Toe's time is going to be the official benchmark first. Yeah, yeah, she, she's <laughs> she's first official benchmark for sure. <laughs> and um, not to get too personal, but it was your birthday recently. Dude, I, I think it was yesterday, maybe. You think? Two days ago. August 20? Is that two August days ago? August 20, that would be... Two days That ago. was Friday. Oh, okay, yeah, it was Friday. I often forget my birthday because I'm always busy working. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were working... Last night. <laughs> yeah, I was working last night. I feel like there's a lot of events in the summer, so I just it just skips my mind. Yeah, I mean, you definitely stay very busy. And I know that's rough, but happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Anything else, Manny? We actually have a cake for you. What? Yes. Wait, really? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Wait, for real? You're not going to really? No, we actually have a cake for you. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. It's like air cake. <laughs> that feels special. What's an air cake? What is an air cake? That's what I've been received for the past two years. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean no cake? <laughs> it's a cake made out of air. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, Leo depressed us a little bit. Now we got to get him a cake. <laughs> it's okay. You can have part of my cake and it'll be yours too. Way to bring down the mood. I know. Yeah, man. What the hell? But yeah, with that, let's call this an episode. Definitely. Yeah, let's go eat cake. Um, uh, yes. Well, before that, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, Toe? Where can they find me? You guys can find me on Instagram at BeastlyOC. So that's a B-E-A. Fuck. Dang. <laughs> I don't know how to spell. <laughs> okay, so at B-E-A-S-T-L-Y dot O-C. Got it. And Instagram, best place to find you. Yeah, Instagram Website? is the best place. Website would be beastlyoc.com, so B-A-S-10. We will make a post and tag <laughs> you. Don't right, worry about it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Manny, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find us? Yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod, and we do have a website at UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you got any questions, want to send an unaccepted rev, you can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And with that, we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.